Bogo for breakfast on Bendigo's 93.5. Triple M. It is the month that's about to end. Well, it's not far away from ending, but that doesn't mean that things stop because of that. And I'm talking about some of the events which have happened this month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month was the month of October. Bridget Whitfield is with me. Hello, Bridget. Hi, how are you going? Good. Now, uh, again, the, the month uh, will stop and, you know, the awareness factor will be over. But having said that, it will always continue, particularly for you being a local. Um, it's a special month. But before we talk about that and what, you know, has been going on, Bridget, you unfortunately have your own story. I do, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer in July last year, just after my 30th birthday. Yeah, look, it's it, it's a horrible situation if it's too much to talk about in regards to, you know, getting that kind of message from a doctor as such. Please stop me. But, you know, is there, can you, for people, unfortunately, that are going through it, and it might even be today they go through, uh, yeah. talk us through the process if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So I was one of the lucky ones in the sense that I found a lump in my breast in the shower. Thought that feels a bit strange. Left it two days, I think, before I went, nah, this is not sitting right with me. Went to the doctor and got it checked. And, you know, my GP thought, oh, it's probably not going to be anything. Probably just a cyst because you're only 30 years Mm. old. Um, But we'll get it checked out just to be safe. And, yeah, unfortunately, a few, I think it was a week later, got the call and, yeah, got the worst possible news that, that I had breast cancer. So so the process from there, I won't even ask you what was going on in your mind because you said you're only young and you're only 30. So, mm-hmm. you know, do, do you straight away go for the absolute negative or, or you t- what was the doctor like when they start talking you through it? Um, they were very positive. Obviously, the doctor's not going to give you worst case scenario that often. Um, so, you know, he was very positive and treatment has come such a long way. Treatment options are many and varied. So I was quite lucky in that sense. But obviously, you know, your mind automatically goes mm. to, oh, my goodness, this could kill me. Um, so, yeah, I went, you know, after I saw him, it was straight for testing after testing after testing to see if it had spread. Um and what stage it was, how aggressive it was, and yeah, I had the worst, the worst possible form. I had the most aggressive form, which is triple negative breast cancer. Um, so that meant that I required neoadjuvant chemotherapy, which is before any surgery, um, and was hit with sixteen brutal rounds of chemotherapy before then having surgery to have the lump removed to test it all. Thankfully, I um, achieved a complete pathological response, so I was then cancer-free. And then it was just on to, I had a double mastectomy um, because I didn't want any risk of it coming back. So in my mind, the double mastectomy was the only option to just get rid of that um, that, that risk. But it um, unfortunately will never leave me. Yeah, I was about to say that. I mean, you know, your age 30, no one, ex- well, you wouldn't expect anything like that to happen. It happened. Uh, did it take you long to get your mind around the fact that it has happened to you because you would have went through the uh, why me and all that? Yes, absolutely. It's still it's still sinking in, I think. It's, mm. I've officially finished treatment now. I had my final surgery two weeks ago and it's still sinking in that, oh my goodness, that that's what the last 18 months have been. That's, that's happened to me and it's just... Um, it was completely gobsmacking to, to have it happen. And that's why I've shared my story and continue to share my story because it's just not something that is on people's radar at 30 years old, especially. It didn't cross my mind. So um, I yeah, just want to tell my story to get people thinking, get people talking, to pe- encourage people to go and get mammograms. They're free from 40, um, but you don't start getting reminders until you're 50. So... Um, you can definitely go and go and get them at forty, but just 
to get people to check their breasts. I wasn't checking on purpose. It was just happened to find it while I was in the shower. So it's not something that, that people are doing enough. And I think we definitely need to erase, raise some awareness. So, yeah, and, and again, it's not just breast cancer awareness. It's, a, it's, it's everything in that, in that genre, you know, of cancer. It doesn't matter what it is, I suppose. Yeah. We should be checking. Uh, just a question on that too. And, and, and you, when I say lucky, well, you weren't lucky. Yeah. I mean, you found it, but you weren't lucky because you had breast cancer. But do you, do you sit there and, and you say, okay, well, you know, there'd be people out there that, and we're all, uh, we pro- procrastinate with whatever we do. I mean, there'd be people mm-hmm. everywhere going, oh, well, it'd be right, not going to a doctor for that. So nothing yeah. to worry about. Um, is that, do you think that's a common thing in, in the way of awareness, Bridget, that people are do, still doing that? Absolutely, yes. Even when the second I found out, I shared my diagnosis straight away because of that. I could have put this off, mm. found this lump and not gone and got it looked at straight away and I had an aggressive cancer, it would have spread very rapidly. So it's it's so important to go and get things checked straight away and especially mothers and, you know, we just don't. We put ourselves on the back burner and deal with everyone else first. But if you find anything, and as soon as I started sharing my story, I had a couple of friends of mine reach out and say, thank you for sharing. I felt a lump a month ago and I just put it off and didn't do anything. And I've because of what you've said, I've gone and got checked. And thankfully, all of the people that reached out to me, theirs was nothing, but you just never know. So it's definitely something to yeah, talk about and, and um, not put off. It's a serious thing, anything to do when we use the C word serious. Let's face it. I mean, as soon as you hear it, what, regardless, you go, oh, gee, okay, that does sound serious. Yeah. What kind of effect, though, you know, you're diagnosed with it at the age of 30, and as you said, it's only 18 months ago. When you go through the, the process of, you know, going to the hospital, chemo, et cetera, did you find that the nurses well, in that situation were, were actually fairly relaxed about it because they probably see it all the time? Yeah, but... They're saints. The the nurses in the oncology department are absolute saints. They were so supportive, so reassuring. They really make you feel at ease about the whole process because, yes, they, they see it every day. That's their job. So thank goodness for them. They really make you feel at ease about everything you're going through and make you feel like you will see the other side. Do you have supports around you? And what I mean by that is, uh, I, you know, people who support you for a start, loved ones, but the other one is people who have been through this that you can contact regularly because you, it, it, people can listen to the cows come home, but if they haven't been through it, it's very difficult to give you any form of feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Thankfully, there's networks out there like the Breast Cancer Network Australia, the BCNA. Mm. Um, they have a wealth of people they can put you in touch with, communities of like you know, other women that have have been through this, and men as well. Men men get breast cancer too. You know, yep. two hundred and seventeen men this year are predicted to be diagnosed with with breast cancer, um, as well as over twenty thousand women. So there's it's, it's well and truly out there. But yeah, thankfully there are organisations like that that support you and um, can offer you assistance in so many different ways. When you when you go through anything like this, Bridge, um, when does life become? Uh, we'll go back to normality for you. Um, mine's just starting to. I've sort of had glimpses of normal um, in between surgeries and things like that because I've had to have three surgeries. Um, but I haven't worked since November last year. I couldn't work through treatment. It was mm. too brutal. And I'm only just about to go back to work at, uh, in November. So it really disrupts your entire life. 
And and looking at that, when people say, we'll go back to what we said about procrastinating and et cetera, et cetera. I, I've heard people say, I haven't got time to do that. Well, you know what? It, it's, a, it's a dicey one because you've just had basically your last 18 months of your life at the age of 30 tossed up and, and around and around and around. And I'm, I'm just being light compared to probably what's going through your head at the moment. It's probably a lot worse than that. Mm. Um, you know, and, and people would say, well, I don't need it. But, uh, you know, the, the other end of it is if it's all right to say that, but the other end of it's not good, is it? No, no, that's right. The alternative is not something anyone wants to think about. No. So if you put it off, it's just potentially going to get worse and worse. Yeah, never good. Okay, your Early advice detection is, is key. Yeah, that's right. And just quickly before uh, we wrap up, when you say early detection, let's talk about early age detection too because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same with bowel cancer or any others. I mean, bowel at the age of 50 and, and people are still getting bowel cancer before that. So it doesn't yeah. go, oh, how, how, how old is he? We'll, give it, we'll, we'll sort him out when he's 50. It doesn't work like that, does it? No, it does not discriminate at all. And that is why they use the tagline, feel them on the first, um, to try and encourage women to check their breasts on the first of every month. It's that, that's your reminder. A new month ticks over do a breast a self breast exam at home from the minute you start growing breasts really like it's so important mm. you can you know women are getting diagnosed in their 20s me in my 30s it's not just the over 50s once you start getting your mammogram reminders in the mail they you have to really be onto it earlier and just as I do let you go, do you realise that when people who are listening to this say right now, um, female or male, as you said, doesn't discriminate, uh, you, mm-hmm. you're actually going to save some lives. How does that make you feel? I hope so. I really hope that's what this achieves because it's it's not not something I want anyone to have to go through. So if, um, yeah, if it makes people go and get checked and potentially, yes, if it saves lives, that's absolutely fantastic because it saved mine. I was able to get the treatment. I found it early enough and not putting it off saved my life. Yeah, amazing. Look, uh, and thanks for being so open and, and honest because uh, like anything, um, you know, people don't want to tell the story because it's it brings back um, pretty ordinary memories, I would think. Uh, yeah. By the sound of it with you, does it, to, to talk about it like you have with me here now and for people to listen, does it trigger? Uh, yeah, it does. It does, especially thinking about how it's changed my kids' lives and everything that they've had to witness mm. that they should never have to witness. Um, yeah, it's definitely triggering. But I think if I can, you know, choke that down and and get awareness out there, then then that's the the positive to come out of all yep. of this. And just one more. This is on a, a personal level to wrap up with. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have what ifs anymore? I mean, you know, when we go through life, we and you see others who who go, oh, I won't do this, won't do that. It's you know, and and all that. But when you go through the process of what you've gone through, you kind of think, okay, well, you know, life's for living. Um, and you know, it's a scary moment to say, well, I don't care about anything else anymore because I've been mm-hmm. through this. And is that is is that fair to say that you you don't have that that you know you're not that scared the fear factor goes a little bit of life. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I've Even with my kids now, there's so many things that, you know, they might be afraid of because they're in the young. And I go, but what if you don't? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Do it. You know, go down the vertical slide at the Discovery Centre. Go go do, a, do something crazy because you never know when your time's up. So, mm. um, yeah, you definitely have to go out and live each day and really enjoy enjoy your days. 
Correct. And that's right. You've got to take it every day at a time. I'm sure you heard all the cliches. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Bridge, thank you. And that, and again, appreciate you being honest and, and directing what's happened to you with uh, breast cancer. It is, whilst it is close to the end of the month, I love what you said before on the first of the month. Um, and I'll replay that and replay it so people get to hear it. But uh, again, all the best with your journey and obviously thank future. Um, uh, you're good friends with the family, so I'm going to be seeing you. So hopefully I'll continue yeah. to see you. Yes, that's the plan. Hopefully I'll be around for a lot longer yet to annoy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bridge. <laughs> no worry, thanks. Go go for breakfast on Bendigo's 93.5 Triple M.